How are we doing, everybody? We have a very special person in the house today. It's already a legend, Mr. Austin Yoakum. There's so much to say about this dude. Unbelievable what he's doing. We're not going to get into titles and accolades and you know, get carried away with what he's doing and the things he's already accomplished. Let's just get right into it and dive into this man. Unbelievable episode. Let's go. I, I think I haven't read Outliers yet, but I think I agree a little bit more with Outliers, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but range, I mean, the points they make are pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but the anti-fragile book and the last couple of books I've read, it's like very like high and low with your life and like embrace the highs. And when you're in the low, embrace the low and realize there's a reason you're there and try to stay out of the middle. And range doesn't say stay in the middle. It's saying like broaden your horizons, but the whole overlooking aspect of like the middle and the range and not being really, really good at something. I don't know if I you agree don't know. with yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with it yet. Yeah, having a specialty really helps you stand out, I feel like. But I think the range, like that really is near and dear to me because I'm like in PGA and then I want to do nutrition and I want to podcast. So like I want to have range. I want to have my hand in a lot of different things. I want to be skilled at, you know, I want to be able to write. I want to be skilled in a lot of different things. So I do want to have the range. But like the 10,000 hour, I mean, to be tr- truly a master, you need time in each thing. Yeah, and that that's so. I agree with the same thing. Like they'd be able to have the multiple things to draw upon and multiple skill sets. But to me, that I get that means like you have a range of talents, but yet that makes you an outlier. You know, so that's where I'm at. Like mm. that, all of these things. Like you, you're an outlier compared to the average person, right? And you you have four different things that you do, and you have all these podcasts and these things, and it's all different. But at the end, like that makes you an outlier, and that makes you succeed and push forward. And it's not the middle ground. It's not. That, that that's the part and i haven't so, i'm only 100 pages into the range book so it's not and i, I like it a lot i do like it a lot mm-hmm. i'm just it's interesting to me so is that a recommendation right now range yeah i like it um when we get to the book recommendations i got two anti-fragile is the one that i need you to read because that anti-fragile one is awesome. huh yeah that one's awesome okay that's we'll a talk deep, about that deep dive is it yeah Woo! all right bro we got uh let's see what do we got we got an hour and 40 minutes here. I'm ready. To lay it down. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. What's up, everybody? We got the man, Mr. Austin Yoakum in the house. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. I'm super pumped to be on this. We've been talking about this for a little bit, and you're finally back in Minnesota. I'm ready Woo! to crush it. Yes, dude. Um, I mean, when I started the podcast, like, you know, you have like five people that I know in my head. I'm like, okay. These people need to be on the podcast. These are my guys, and you're definitely in that five. I mean, we've been riding this journey together, man, growing. So freaking excited, dude. Yeah, I'm pumped. We I feel like we started our same direction and path on what we wanted our brands to be mm-hmm. at very similar times. And it was just sweet. It was the same with the back pocket boys and just guys that are trying to push like kind of like the world forward in what they want to do. And we're all kind of doing it at the same time, and it's all like intersecting paths, and it's cool to be able to talk about this now, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think it's just cool to see the growth of all of us. Like, uh, dude, last night, I went back and I listened to our podcast from last year, and I was like, could barely listen to it. It was so tough. But just to see the growth, I mean, how far you've come in the year with your brand and your jo- and just your knowledge of training, it's pretty cool to, cool to watch. Yeah, and that's my, like, I love that you mentioned that point because that's one of my favorite things. Is like when I put something out, I want in five years to look back at that and be like, what the hell was that? Like, what were you thinking? Yes. But 
you, you can't have that growth without posting that first thing. You know, mm-hmm. you can't can't have that growth without that starting point. So I'm all right with in five years looking back and being like, what the hell was that? Because in that moment, that was the best ability that I had. And now I'm going to be able to grow from that. But there's a lot of things and a lot of people that aren't able to start and aren't able to put that first thing out because they know like in five years, I'm going to look back. And of course you are. Like if you're yeah. able to grow, if you're doing these things, you should look back at something a year later and be like, what the hell was that? But continuing to push forward and grow in these aspects, you have to start somewhere. And that's the whole thing. Like if you're not looking back and you're not upset with what you had, then it's, you're not moving forward. Like any great actor or writer, you can have one bestseller, but what are you doing next? How do you keep reinventing yourself? That's what makes the great ones is the people that keep pushing forward, keep making better movies, keep making better books, whatever. And they just keep reinventing themselves and you have to. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a point of like the bestseller. Like there's so many authors that will have the bestseller. And even five years later, they will look at that book that was a bestseller and be like, what the hell was that? So it's not like just because you put it out and it wasn't like, it's not that it wasn't good is that you've had so much growth, you know, like those mm-hmm. same people, like I, I've heard Tim Ferriss say it about his four hour work week book, which was one of the bestsellers when he released it. He looks back at that book and he's like, what is that book? Like, that's not who I am. And that's not who I write right now because he've, he's had amazing growth, but that doesn't mean when you release it, it's bad. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something we'll dive into a little bit later about the, the title stuff. But like you said, like leaning back onto something and accepting a little bit of that comfort zone and that middle ground, that's where a lot of people get stuck in life. Well, that's what let's talk about right now, because like your little titles, yeah, your education, you got CSCS, you do, you know, whatever we, we read books, we got our education, like how much does that matter? And do you think people lean up on that too much? I I honestly think, I think it's crap. Like this is the, like everybody is stuck in this, this, this bubble of, titles behind your name and then pieces of paper that we get. Mm-hmm. And if you dig deep into that, like at the end of the day, it's just pats on the back that we give ourselves like, yes. good job. We got a piece of paper, like good job. We did this. And it's a lot of, it's very box thinking and it makes you really good at what you're doing, which is passing a class. It doesn't make you really good at your job. doesn't make you really good at life. doesn't make you really good at anything. It makes you really good at getting that piece of paper. And it's really good. Like it provides opportunities. That's the one thing I talk to people like, all these things, the CSCS, the education, the college degrees, like they provide opportunities. They open doors for you. Yes. Where a lot of people get stuck is once that door is open, they think because it's open, now now they're the all-star. And I talk to people, it's like there's levels to the game. It's like the, that, that fee you pay to get on the field, you're on the field, you can practice with this whole team, but that doesn't mean on game day you're going to start. Yes. It's it's just because you have that letter letters behind your name, that doesn't mean you're gonna fix your athletes' problems. That doesn't mean you're gonna solve cancer, like any of these things. And it's just something that I like to emphasize because people get stuck and they don't grow, they don't research, they don't do these things because they're like, I all right, I'm a PT. All right, I'm an AT, all right, I'm a Cairo, all right, I'm a strength coach, I don't have to do anything anymore. And like none none of those titles, none of that stuff really means anything at the end of the day. It's are you getting results and are you moving the world forward and accomplishing your goals? Yeah, and so and you know some people with the titles they just think that now somebody who doesn't have that title they're automatically better than them because they went to some university or they went through some program they are now just better now they obviously could learn a lot like when I dive into some nutrition courses I try to just dive into the knowledge like the last one I took the science of nutrition Lenore and I took thirty seven pages of notes so like I am learning and ingesting so obviously you can take things away from courses but. The title doesn't mean Jack, and that should never make someone better than someone else, like yeah. you're saying. And that's that's a, that's where I love, like, you, you're diving into that knowledge to learn the knowledge, where a lot of people, they, they dive into the knowledge to get the title. Mm-hmm. And the, it's, it's two very different styles of learning. And 
that's one thing like I, I, I talk to people about is there's a lot of people on the, the anti title side of the argument that weren't very good at getting titles and they weren't very good at grades. And that that's why they, they, it's, the, it's their bias that they're trying to fight against. And what I think I have a good perspective on is I enjoyed learning. Like I enjoyed, enjoyed school and I enjoyed these things. I got good grades. I graduated with honors and it was just something I was naturally good at. It wasn't, it's not like, doesn't make me amazing, but what it allows me to do is realize I don't have a bias against education. I just realize I don't use it. Mm. And that's, that's something that it's, it's like, why are you learning these things and how are you applying these things and how are you living your life that matter way more than passing a test? Yeah. Cause like, so you're saying you, you're training people, you're in the trenches every day. You're the UST strength coach. You're, um, you you have your own gym. Um, how much of that did you learn going through, you know, school at UST? Zero. And that, that's, I mean, this is another thing is there's a hundred entrepreneur majors at St. Thomas. There's a hundred business people at St. Thomas. And the people that have actual businesses right now out of that group are almost zero, you know? And the people that have businesses weren't in that group. Like I was an exercise science major and a lot of the guys, I would, at, especially at the very beginning when I didn't have the, the brand established, they were telling me all these things to do this with your brand, like put this out, do this stuff. And I was like, that seems very like asking, like you, you want me to ask for them to sign up? Like, why should they sign up right now? I haven't provided anything. Like, why are these things? And it didn't mm. make much sense. And once I dove into it, I'm like, they, they are applying what they learned in a book, which is like offer something, somebody will buy it. And in real life, that's that's not how it works. And that was the very first thing that clicked to me is like, in real life, once you're figuring these things out and you're going down a path, you realize the the, the book doesn't work that way. You mm. know, like the, the business is different in real life than it is in the book. The entrepreneurship is different in real life than it is in a book. And I think that's one of the best things for my business so far is I haven't been in the cardboard box of business. Like I'm able mm. to learn all these things through organic growth. And it's one thing that I honestly think hurts my coaching is I was in a cardboard box of exercise science major and coaching. So I have biases that I've learned throughout my entire life that I have to break out of and learn these things. So yes. it's a, it's a two way street. There is, it helps me in the business world that I didn't have a formal education. I think it hurts me in the strength conditioning world that I had a formal education. Ooh. So that's, that's a great point. Let me ask you what since graduates an exercise science major, and then, you know, fast forward to right now, what are the key things that you've learned about building your brand and building your gym? Like, what are the key takeaways? Uh, providing value and content. I mean, that that that's the number one thing is, one, even just creating global brand. That is nothing that we talked about really ever in college. Or if you did, we talked about, the only branding you talked about in college was not bad branding yourself, not <laughs> yeah. posting a bunch of like party pictures on your Instagram. Like that was the only education you got on it. We talked about building resumes. We talked about this type of stuff. And you get into the real world and you realize none of that matters. You, I, I've talked to so many high level people that hire other people. Like they're in charge of hiring people. And I'm like, yep. what do you guys look for? Is like, is it resumes or what is it? And like, we're giving thousands of applicants, thousands of resumes. We don't look at almost any of them. It's, it's all connections. We'll go to their social media pages. Like, do we know them? Do we have some connections? And that made me realize like, in five years, and even now, but in five years, it's all your social media. It's all your brand. Every single person has a brand. Every single person. It's not like just the people starting a gym. It's, it's yes. every person coming out of college has a brand. And who are you? Why do you believe in what you believe in? And that's what you're hired off of is why you believe in what you believe in. And then, then tell people that message. Dude, I got to say, like, they teach you in college, like you're saying, to not mess it up. 
but building the brand so important. And just to your point of like actually getting hired, this last job, I just moved over to Brainmark Golf Course in Edina, which is an amazing facility. I'm very honored to be there. And the way I got the job is a mutual connection through the PGA. But then he follows me on Instagram, Tommy Kohler. And we, he liked what I was doing on Instagram. I mean, we saw each other at events throughout the year. I mean, I'd met him four times. We had a good relationship. And he's like, hey, dude, I think you'd be a great fit. Come in and interview. And we connected that way. It was literally from social media and, a, and a, like a couple of connections. And that's how I got the job. It's not like I even put a resume in or any of that. So it's just to your point, like building a brand is so important. And it's very, and I think it's because the, the cardboard box, again, of thinking is when the people that are educating us now on this hiring process, when they were coming up, this social media wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And how they view it and what their bias is right now is that it's not as powerful as it is. And it, it's it's still resume in their head and it, they're fighting their own biases. It's, Nobody, I don't think any any educator is bad. I don't think it's anything like that. Like nobody's maliciously trying to not get you hired. Yeah. It's when they were growing up, it wasn't a thing. Now it's like they, they see it as like a fun thing for people to do. And at the end of the day, that it's so much more powerful than that. You, you're able to get your message out. Basically your resume to anybody that you want to get it out to and a real resume, not a piece of paper that somebody has to look at and be like, Oh sweet. You were in pet band in college and you were a class president. Like (laughs) it's, this is what I believe in. This is why I was class president. Hey, this is what I believe in. This is why I was in this club. And that's what people care about. That's what people connect to, not the actual thing. The why. And I think that's what makes your brand so powerful and why I even bought in before. Like you see the why you're doing this and you wear it on your sleeve and it's out there. Um, like other than creating content and adding value, what, what other things have you, you think have made you, you know, grow so much in the last few years? One of the biggest things with the, especially with the business is living below your means. I think that's something that a lot of people really struggle with when they're starting up a business is right away they're trying to they're in, they're trying to impress and they're trying to front and they're trying to do these things business wise and at the end of the day like are you getting the results that you want to get and are you doing these things and you don't have to do that with like the super fancy stuff like my my gym was 800 square feet when we started out you know like it, it's just this little dungeon that we have but we're able to get results in and out of it and that was one of the biggest things like and I took that from interviewing some of the best in the business and realizing like what they what they're doing and that they all mention the same thing. Even the best in the business don't have like a 20,000 square foot gym. And yeah. that's, that's another, I think that's a little rabbit hole of talking about like you can learn from literally everybody as long as you're willing to listen. And that was one of the biggest things from graduation. It's just opening up my ears to the wealth. Yes. Of so you and I are big fans of podcasts and we're obviously on a podcast right now because you can literally listen to the best in any field for free or free and their best knowledge that they have. Seriously. And like you said, take the 37 pages of notes if you want, but these are literally the masterminds of who you want to become. And they're talking in your ear for free, something that would cost you $10,000 to get a one hour consulting fee with them. And they're going to tell you all the answers for free. Dude. And yes, and you can build perspective, like by opening up to everything, like that's where I feel like I've grown a lot is I used to be a little bit more biased on my beliefs because of what I had learned. And that's just what I use. But the more you learn, the more you can build perspective and your own ideas about a subject. So like, for example, if it's like, you know, fruit as a food, like you might have one idea right away, but now I've heard like 15 different arguments about fruit and now I can build my own perception. And like you're saying, as you listen to people and grow, you don't have to take everything, but when you can understand their why, and then you can almost create your own perception and counter arguments against it. And the more you learn like that, just the more well-versed of a person you become. 
Yeah, and that's putting your, you talk about like everybody's an artist. And no matter what field you're in, no matter what you're doing, like every single person's an artist. How are you putting your art, art out there? How are you putting your soul out there? You, you, you're grabbing things, especially with you in the diet world. You, you're, you're fixing people's diets and trying to help them push forward in a healthy lifestyle with that. How are you painting that in Austin Harrington's way? Not what you learned, not this, mm. but this is Austin Harrington's way to a diet. And people will buy into that. They'll buy into your art. They're not necessarily buying into. And the same thing with my programs. I talk to people about this all the time is you're not buying what's written up on that sheet of paper. I could write anything up on that sheet of paper. If you believe in who I am, mm. you believe in the art that I'm putting out, that sheet of paper will work for you. I, I pride myself on having really good programs. I pride myself on doing a ton of research into my programs and the exercises. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe in that, it doesn't matter. And it could be completely crap, but if you believe in it, you're going to see results. And it's so powerful. And just trying to put your art to the world, and that's what people need to realize. It doesn't matter what you are. Like You could be an accountant. You're still an artist. You're still putting your soul out there in your accounting world. Like How are you doing that in your way? Yes, dude. I love it because... People are buying you. They're not buying the pro. Like they're buying what you stand for and what you believe in and your actions every day. Like that's just so powerful and so important. And it goes back to building that brand. And like, so why do you think people buy into you? What makes your brand so powerful in that way? I think, and I think we talked about this just a little bit before we started recording. But talking about the the disconnection between what people put out there and who you actually are, and. Mm. We talked about that there's this big gap in between these two things. And once people see that gap, then it's not real anymore. And you can sense that little bit of not, it's it's not malicious and it's a little bit of fakeness, but you just feel a little bit of disconnection. And what people really, really, really want and what I found is realness. Like, tell people who you are. Tell people your story. Tell people that, like, the things that you struggle with, the mental health issues that you have, the the, the stories that you have to go through and the journeys that you have to go through. We talk about mountains and valleys all the time in my program because it's something that I live every single day is the mountains and valleys. And some days are awesome. And some days it's like you have these demons talking to you that don't make you feel great. And making sure it's known to people that you're a human and these things are real. And they're like, oh shit, like this guy, I, I, I have this too. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times I've, I've got a direct message or a message of somebody that wants to sign up for a program. And they're like, holy crap, dude, like that post related to me. They're like, I, I've gone through that exact same thing. Like we're, we're all humans at the end of the day. We're all going through these things. And when you try to have that disconnect, you're trying to put out, hey, I'm this, and you're really not, like nobody is that. Like that's not a real thing that you're trying to create. And then there's never that connection. I, yeah, strive to be something greater. Like strive every day to be something greater. Yeah. But that keep track of where you are right now and continue to strive and tell people how you're striving and how you're doing this. Don't try to, front and be something that you're not because that's never going to be anything real. That's so good. I think like when you are trying to be as real as you can with people too, it also makes you continue to grow and do the work because if you don't, you have to still be open and it shows like if you're building your identity as a strength coach, knowledgeable, like why passionate, like, and you want to be that person. Well, now you're putting it out there and there's even more accountability to just continue to grow there because it's, it is your business now. You're your business. You're completely real. But now you have to do it consistently. It's a big shit. Like you got to be all in. But I can't tell you the amount of time. So I do a little thing called Nugget of the Days on uh, Instagram. That has been one of the biggest accountability things for me ever. And I started it when I was in a pretty low point before I even started really 
what Yoakum Strength was. Like we we had Yoakum Strength as a title, but we had three people we were training. We were just figuring it out. We were, I was still adjusting, and I was in a low point in my life of not really having direction, not really knowing where I'm going. And I'm like, I'm going to start doing branding. I'm going to start doing these things. I'm going to start working out again, like doing this stuff. Uh, I was like not in great shape at that time. I was not eating great. I was not doing these things. I'm going to start learning every single day was something yes. I wanted to do. And I'm like, how, how can I force myself to do that? And I was like, all right, nugget of the day. I'm going to record myself doing a workout every single day with a little piece of nugget that forces me every single day to learn something and forces me to work out every single day. And if that post is never on, like I will get absolutely roasted. And to me, it's not even the the worry of getting roasted by people. Like it, it's more of, all right, I put this out as a man. I put this out and told people I was going to do it. Like I'm going to do it now. And yes. now we're two years strong on this journey of every single day. I'm diving deep and reflecting on some sort of quote and something like that. And every day I, I don't, not missing a workout. Like I'm doing something every single day. And that accountability aspect is huge. The self accountability too. there. Like you told yourself you're going to do something. So you're going to do it. Right. And that's just like how we build ourselves up is by keeping our promises to ourselves. Yeah. And not, not making, like you said, not making a liar. Like once you start to lie to yourself, then, then you start to lower your own standards. Like it, it starts very small with a lot of things that you tell yourself you're going to wake up at 6 30, you hit snooze. Like that, that's a lie you tell yourself. And then the rest of the day, you set that tone to yourself that you're going to lie to yourself. Mm, yes. And then, then when it comes to the workout, it's much easier to skip that workout. It's much easier to not send that email that you do. It's much easier to not do that bigger thing. And then these things start to snowball. And that that's something that I really, really owned is once I started to make the switch in my life two years ago now, was like making my bed every day. Like when I make my bed every day, that's I, I'm keeping that promise to myself. Every morning, gonna make my bed, gonna do this. Like every morning we're gonna do this. And then start out the day. You're not lying to yourself. You got to win. You're doing these things. And now you're pushing forward. Mm. And now the big things in your life, like they're not as big because you're chipping at them. You're chipping at them. You're chipping at them. You're becoming bigger as a human. You're becoming stronger. And now these giants that you thought at the beginning of the day, these mountains that you started to summit, like they're not as big. They're, they're, they're pretty close. You can grab them. 100%. And then once you do, there's, there's another big mountain. There's another big giant. But once you look back at the end of your life, at the end of the day, like you're like, holy shit, look how many giants I conquered. Look how many mountains I climbed. Like, look at all these things that we did in our life. And it started with, can start something as small as like making your bed in the morning, not lying to yourself, doing these things. Dude, that's amazing. You can't break the promises to yourself and those deals you made because like you said, those small things, you build upon them. Everything you do right or everything that you do that you say you're going to do, that builds confidence in yourself and the person that you're trying to be, like you're saying. And as you continue to build, that's where you see the grades. I mean, they just build these habits of being successful in the small things, doing the small things. And that's when you're able to actually fight giants, right? You don't just wake up and do it. And it's where you're able to look back, too. Like, that. that's something that's so big for people. And I try to emphasize that. And when I, when I interview people as well, is emphasizing the fact that everybody sees you where you're at now. When I, I really noticed that in my first coaching job. I had just came out of college. I was had a successful football career mm-hmm. and uh, the, some of the guys that I was coaching, I played against and they were, they were talking about, Oh, this guy, like he was born a four year old American. He's born this. And I was like, Holy crap. Like these guys see where I ended up. Like they see where I am now. They did not see the, the three years of sitting behind people and working and getting zero fame and this type of stuff. And that really clicked with me in that moment of like, 
people don't see the journey. They, they see Austin Harrington where he's in now. He has this podcast. He has these AOG, like everything that he's trying to do. And they're like, holy crap, I can never get there. I'm like, that's not where this started. Like nothing started oh like that, you know? You, you decided to make a switch and you read like your first nutrition book. That's where it started, like mm. that type of stuff. It did not start, oh, we're just not, now we're this. Now we have this brand. Now we're Yoakum Strength. Now we're the All-American. Now we're these things. Like nothing starts like that. And people get really stuck and they're very fearful in their heads of that person's already at the top. Like I'm never going to get there. Like that, that's BS. That, that person started probably, most people started lower than you are right now. Like they were in a deeper valley. They were in a deeper spot and they climb their way up you can do the same exact thing like that's one of my biggest passions is like if i can do these things anybody can do it especially Man. athletically a lot of stuff that i do athletically like dunking a basketball is a passion that i have right now is because if i can do it with my skill sets which <laughs> aren't very good my non-athletic ability anybody can do it if i can start a business with no business like foundation or anything like any understanding like any understanding of it if i can start a brand if i can do any of these things Anybody in the world can do that. And that, that's one of the big passions that I have is like, I don't have any huge skill sets. Like, it's not like I was born 6'6". Six, six. It's not like mm. it was any of these things. And that's one thing I really love doing is the, a little bit of the underdog mentality. If I can do it, literally anybody can because anybody has more natural talent than me. Man, that's so powerful. I just think such a good point. Everyone forgets about context. They forget about the word people started. Like you said, they see people where they are now, but you got to go back and you look at the situation, the context and what they've done in that journey. I think that's where, dude, you do an amazing job through your social media and stuff of explaining this and explaining your journey. And that helps people relate to you. Like you said, like you already said with the messages, it makes you relatable and they can understand and buy into what you're doing. And I just think it's cool. I'm sitting here listening to you talk about that. And, and just to think where you can go in five, 10 years with the same mindset, the sky's the damn limit, dude. The sky is the limit. What's going to stop you if you continue to grow and take action like you are? That, that's like my favorite thing of our friend group, though, is looking at all of our brands and everything that we're creating. Like in five years, it, it, that's the, the mindset of being able to push forward. Like that's, that's my favorite part of like in five years, this is going to be something awesome. This is going to be something sweet. And then when we get to that five-year point, we're going to say the same thing. We're going to be like, Oh, we're here, but in five years, it's going to be this. And that, that's going to be the cool part is because at the end of the day, like we're going to, we're always going to feel like we haven't reached the summit. We're not we're always going to like, if you feel like you've reached the summit, like you are much lower than you actually are. Like, you never <laughs> want to feel like you're at the top right. because whenever you feel like you're at the top, there is somebody much better than you. There's somebody actually kicking ass right now and you are stuck and you are in a bad spot. Yes. Anytime I, anytime I have that feeling, that's where I know I need to like digest some of my life a little bit more. I'm like, all right, like, dude, you are not at the top in any aspect of your life. Like, figure this out. Like, figure this journey out. And that's that's one thing I'm. I love the we we're always very five year based. Like, what's going to happen in five years? Because that means like we have that hunger to keep growing mm. for five years and a little bit of the the fear of not wanting to be in five years and be like, oh, we didn't grow. And I think that's very powerful. It's a very powerful driving thing. And then we're surrounding ourselves with awesome people yes. to be able to help push us forward and keep that mindset. Hmm. I love the saying, it's every, everyone overestimates what they can do in a year and underestimates what they can do in five years. And I just think it's powerful when you start taking action. Like You just don't know where you can get to when you start building upon these habits and just start doing. Yeah. I, just, I, I emphasize it so much because it, in my life, I was... I was anybody listening, I was lower than you. 
I was I was lower than you. I, I was a broken human. I was did not have a passion. I did not have a foundation. I was living my life in total chaos. Like nothing was making sense. Nothing was happening. I wasn't making taking advantage of life. I was just being like so stuck, so broken. And it all changed because I read a quote to make my bed. Like that that's that is what can happen. You know, like if you do something so small to take advantage of these things, you can skyrocket. It, it's it's nothing huge. There's never any huge step. Mm. There's nothing ever like winning the Powerball in life. Like it's something super small that you build on, yeah. And then it builds, and then it builds, and it's an avalanche of momentum. And you, once you start to feel that momentum, that is my favorite part. That's what I'm super passionate about: getting people to feel that momentum yes. in their life. Because then they're like, they are like, oh yeah, like then they're rolling by themselves, like I can do this. I'm like, yes, you can, you can do this. And it started with cleaning your room, you know, like that. That's where we started. That's why I love working with, especially like weight loss clients. Like we had a we had a guy that was like 340 pounds, and he like his first diet sheet that we got back was terrible. It was really really bad. Hmm. And last week he sent me one. He's down like 60 pounds. He sent me a diet sheet. And he was pretty beat up about it. And it was like all he had messed up was he had he went out to eat once in the week and the rest of his week was perfect. What? And I'm like, dude, look where you started. And I showed him that. And he was he was like, oh my God, like that, that's right. Like this is where I started. And it started with like taking taking one like donut, like stop eating that one donut, you know? And it's just all aspects of your life start with something small and grow into something so much bigger if you wanted to. Dude, that's that's amazing, that journey of the guy transforming. I love when people lose weight like that because you can see the light come back to them. You can see like the light bulb turn back on. But I got to ask you, so you said you were really down. You read a quote. Like, what got you out of that? I know I've heard you talk about you kind of stare yourself in the mirror. Oh, was it just like this moment was so powerful? You're like, I have to change? Or like, how? what was the process of getting out of that low point? It was the, it was the continual like every day waking up not fulfilled and waking up with no direction. And that, that's something like I, I still feel the, like the not fulfilledness the, because I want to feel that hunger. But it, now I have 100% direction. Like I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. It was waking up every morning being like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Like, what's this direction? Like, where am I going? Like, wh- why are you on this planet? Like, what are you doing? And I hated that feeling. And it yeah. was like month after month. After after football, there was there was nothing like I was like, what are you striving for? Like, what, where's your passion anymore? Like, how are you helping the world become closer to heaven than hell? Like, what are you doing? And that's when I read that quote and I looked at myself in a mirror. I was like, holy shit! Like, of course this isn't making sense. Like, what effort are you putting into making it make sense? Mm. Like, look at your life right now. Like, of course, like things don't just happen. This. Nothing, no light bulb is going to come on for you. Nothing's going to, like, no opportunity is just going to present itself to you. Like, life isn't just a gift. Like, you got to earn it. Yes. And I just looked at myself and was like, holy shit, like, I need to make changes. And that that was the, like you said, the, the quote, uh, when you look in the mirror, who stares back at you? I have it up in my gym, right above the mirror, and every single day I look at it. I was like, who stares back at you? And are you happy with that reflection? Like, are you happy with who's looking at you? Is that person that's looking at you, is that a person capable of changing the world? Is that a person capable of helping other people? Is that a person capable of being a foundation for other people that are struggling right now? Is that the person staring back at you? And if it's not, why? 
Why is that happening in your life? Why are you feeling this in your life? Why don't you have your foundation set? Why can't you help people? And then attacking those things. Just because you figure out why, like, then go attack them. Go fix them. It's, it's not enough to just have that feeling. you got to go do it. Yes, the awareness is the first step, but then you got to take action towards it. I love it. Like, you're talking about purpose, though. That purpose is kind of, did you find the gym right away? Like, did you know you wanted to be a trainer when you were in that low point? Or... When did the purpose part kind of come into with the action? So that's my what. Uh, the gym's my what. All of this stuff is my what. Uh, my, my why is helping people become the best version of themselves. Helping the world become closer to heaven than hell. Like that. That's my why. Love it. Any direction that I can have to do that. And that's, that's one thing I think a lot of people struggle with is like, Oh, like I just, I know it's accountants cause I got a couple buddies that are accountants and they like hate it. They're like, Oh, I'm an accountant. Like what? It's like, You're an accountant. Like, that's your what. Now, how can you implement your why into your what? Like, how can you Ooh. make the world better with your why and what you're doing? That you're an accountant, you can make the whole office better. You can help that person's day. Like, you can make them smile. You can do these things. Yes. And trying to get those two things to align, your what and your why to align. Right now, you're an accountant. Maybe you can only live out some of your why by helping that office. But eventually, you're probably not going to be that accountant anymore. And then you're going to take that. You're going to level up in your life. You're going to do this. And you're going to implement your why more in your life. And that's one of the things, like... Me training, coaching, that's my what. That's what I do. Uh, I can do anything. I'm going to live out my why. Like, I don't think I'm going to be a trainer. I don't think I'm going to be a coach forever. I want to be I do a lot of things with business. I want to continue to expand my why, continue to help people, continue to talk to people, and not losing sight of the why, because that's where a lot of people lose it. They, they, they get stuck in their what. They get stuck in what they are. Uh, the, like, why are you that? And that's like, where a lot of the pressure comes from. Like all the stress in life, when you get, start getting things pulling on your what, your job and the the excess things, then you feel all this stress and anxiety. And when you're more within yourself, like you are with the why, when you're more connected to your why and the what isn't as important, it's so hard to feel stress and pressure because nobody can pull on why you are doing what you're doing. Nobody can attack that sort of you wanting to help people. They can take your job. They could pull your gym. But they can't attack what you're doing or why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's so powerful, like you're saying, to have that mindset. And when those two things can align, wow. Yeah, and that's the that's the, the artist thing that I try to get a lot of people to realize. And like we talked about earlier, like what what is the art that you're painting on this earth? Like what what are you going to leave? Like how is your soul going to leave an impact impact on this earth? And that has nothing to do with your what, like you said. Nobody can take your soul away from you. Nobody can take your art away from you. So find a way to put it out there. Find a way to do it. Find a way to implement it. All right. It's so important. And you and I are both big why guys. Coach Caruso back in college, I mean, he forces us to think about our why, which is one of those things when you're a college football player, like, shut up, coach. I'm ready to go get some water. But like, it's such a powerful mission and it's important. And I see you like, you know your why. It's very clear for somebody out there without a why or like people who are just kind of figuring it out. Like what? What kind of things help to get there? And I think this is, I think everybody knows deep down their why. Uh, and this is, mm. this is something that I challenge people with. I think they're, they're not willing to look into that why. They're not really to look into what they really want to accomplish on this earth because it scares them. It scares them, of their potential scares them a little bit. They're, yes. Where they're at right now scares them a little bit. Uh, same with me, dude. Once I realized, like realizing my why, this is something that I really like to talk to people about. Once I realized what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it, that was one of the lowest points of my life because I'm like, fuck, where am I now? Like, I was like, I'm so far away from that. Mm. So far away. Like that, it was not like a huge level up. Like, oh, you figured your why? My life's figured out. I'm set. I'm good. It was like, 
that like we talked about the awareness of holy crap, I am not even close to that point. I'm so far away from that point. Now we need to level up. Now we need to implement these things. So that that's one thing I challenge people to do is like you got you got to look into it. Like dig into your soul a little bit. Like take some of these biases away. Take some of these like layers that you put out to the world because you want to put out this thick layer. Like and that's what I did my entire college career is put out this thick layer Me of like too. Yes. you are the you are the strong dude. Like you're going to be the leader. Like you're the meathead. You're these type of things because it was easy. It was so easy to be yeah. that guy. It was so easy to be the jack dude walking around campus be like fuck you and like fuck this like i'm i'm too cool for you i You're like i don't have emotion this type of thing i'm good at football like i can i have this background i have people pushing this pushing this front and it, it works for me right now and once you peel back that layer and you peel this layer and you peel that, you're like, oh crap, that's not who I am. And it's scary because you build your life up with security. You build your life up around a job or around a persona or around an identity. And if you take the time to actually look deep into your why, it's like, oh shit, I might have to make some serious changes. And that's going to cause conflict and confrontation in my life. That's like hard to go after. It's a, essential. You got to fucking do it because that's when you can grow and become your why. But it's scary to uproot things, especially relationships. If you're in a girlfriend that you maybe you like, no, this isn't the person I'm trying to be. It can just cause a lot of chaos. Well, that that's the very much like once you're in this this layered up person, you're in this thick person, you're in this person. It, like you're you're in that middle ground. The middle ground is safe. You're not. You're probably not going to get hurt super bad. Probably not going to accomplish too many things. But you're you're in this middle ground, and pe- like we talk about, it's safe and it, it feels safe. You're, you're you have that comfort. You have this backing. But at the end of the day, like at the end of your life, like that hurts you so much more than the lows and the highs of your life. Like you're, you're never going to grow in that middle ground. You're never going to have those small failures to be like, oh, that hurt. Like, let's fix that part of my life because it's it's all safe. It's all covered up for you. Yeah. So trying to get people to realize like that little bit of pain, the little thing that hurts you, like there's a reason that hurts you, like dive deep into that. Don't ignore it. Don't try to shut it off. Don't take the blame away. Don't put it like, oh, that person was just being a dick to me. Like, don't do that. Take the, take the ownership to yourself and be like, this is something I can fix in my life. This is somebody that I don't need in my life, that, that type of thing. And then you grow from that. And then you have mm. those amazing highs and you have that feeling you never felt when you're in this little bubble. Yeah, dude, I call it like playing the game. And this is kind of my whole thing. Like, you have to play the game at the end of the day to look back on life. You have to look back and be like, happy that you took the chance to put yourself out there and play. I want to be able to know that I did everything I can to put myself in the arena. It's really not about the accolades. It's not about the end goal or being successful. Like that shit wears off fast. Sure. It's awesome. You want to win when you're in it. You want to do the best, but you just, just going back and be like, you know what? I went for it. Just get yourself in the ring. And the results at the end of the day, man, do your best, work your ass up. But what the, who the hell cares what the end result is? Yeah. And that's, I, I, lo- I love the playing the game. I'm, I'm definitely going to steal that from you because that, <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. Is like, you think about the emotions when you're in that game. Like it's so much easier to, to be that bench person or to be that, that guy that practices with the team. So you can say you're on the team, you can get the accolades of that. And, but when the game time matters, like you don't really have too much invested in it. So it's like, doesn't hurt you when it happens, but you don't get the highs of when you win. And yeah. So like, kind of that middle ground. So playing the game is so awesome. And I, I read a quote the other day and it was, it's a pretty common one, but it's just talking about like, it's, it's never about like where you end up. Like it's, it's all about how you got there, you know, yes. and like that, that feeling of life. And that's something I'm really embracing. Cause I'm very much like, I'm very much 
goal and accolade driven. Like it, that's a fault, but also something that drives me is like, I love accomplishing, accomplishing things. It's something that drives me. It's something that's allowed me to be successful in quotations in this world. But it's something that also takes away from a lot of the moment to moment of life because I'm thinking about the next thing. I'm thinking about the next goal. I'm thinking about what can I accomplish that next? So that's something yeah. that in my personal life of playing the game of today, like, not thinking about the game next week, not thinking about the game in five years as much, like thinking about the game that we're playing today and how can we enjoy that? Like what are our losses we had today and what are the wins we had today? So that's something personally I've been focusing on a ton. And you're in the game, dude. You're fucking doing it every day and I love it. And we're talking about building up like your unique brand here and like individuals. Like I know we both, or I want to listen to the episode of the podcast with you and Tommy John you guys talked about a great point, um, building up your people so that they're their own guru, building up your athletes so that they can realize what's going on. They can do their own training. They can recover and they can ultimately take extreme ownership over their own programming. I, I know for me, when I was like early college or high school, like I was so hard headed. I just thought I knew so much. It was just a ridiculous mindset, but you see it a lot in athletes, especially like they think they know what's going on or like they don't take ownership over their own mistakes and stuff. Like they just look to you as a coach, but they don't really, you know, believe that they're all in control. How do you kind of instill, you know, the belief that like, dude, you can do this. Like you are the man. I think part of it is having the, the experience yourself and being able to one, just show them again, like if I can do this, you can do this. Like all I, all, all I can give people is is a kick in the butt like a kick of belief a little bit of that like that's that's all i'm giving people at the end of the day like anybody can give you a sheet of paper like mm. all i can do is kickstart you and then once you have that sheet of paper once i write that up once i give you a coaching cue once i do this like the rest of it's on you like if you want to fix it you'll fix it if you don't you won't like mm-hmm. at the end of the day you are your own master and many people and myself included probably yourself included like we need people to just like give a little ounce of, of power. And then once that's rolling, you have that momentum rolling yourself and you're good. And that, that's the biggest thing I can do as a coach is here. This is, this is my belief in you. I, I see a light in you that you don't see in yourself yet. It's there. Let's get there. They start to see it themselves. And once they fully see it themselves and they have that light in their life, then they're starting to do that to other people. And then it starts to grow and that pyramid of light for people grows. But yes, all I can do to help people become gurus within themselves is just give them a little belief and then tell them it's there and then it takes off. And it's so, it sounds so simple, but it's, it's a very complex issue of breaking down why that person doesn't see that light, why they don't see that ability. That is yes. something very, I think it is God given in me of I'm able to see ability in people to a fault. Like I, I see positives in people rather than negatives in people. And I think that's what allows me to be stupidly optimistic in everything that I do. And it's something that hurts, but it's something again. It helps with playing the game of life because I, I'm I'm willing to fail because the 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 failure that I have in investing in that person is so much lower than what could happen if yes. that investment works. And then, secondly, continue to reiterate that life, like life, doesn't just happen. Like this is the biggest thing that I do with every single one of my athletes and every single one of my players is continue to emphasize, like, if you want it, you'll do it. And continue to emphasize that to them mm-hmm. because that's something that's lost in this world a ton is life's mean to you. These things happen to you. Like you, you were in a bad situation. No, 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 no. Like it's, it's, it's all BS. We tell ourselves it, 
at the end of the day, it's, it hurts feelings. It hurts feelings a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you are where you're at because of situations that you put yourself in. Like uh, Nick DeMarco, amazing guy that I got to talk to, amazing coach. He's, his thing is, like, if your life sucks, you suck. And continuing to reemphasize that to people. And once they get it, once they're in their life, once they're like realizing that, and they have to realize it themselves, all you can do is continue to reiterate it to them. Like, holy crap, that is right. Like, if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. And then they do it. But it's nothing. It's just trying to break the mold a little bit of people love to be told there's something, like, especially injury-wise. People love to be told something's wrong with them. People love to be told something happened to them. Yes. People love a little scapegoat. It's like, psychologically, that's what we love. I love it as well. Like, I find my, and that's why I have to attack it in my life as well. Like, I don't want it to sound like it's just other people. It's every single person. Every single successful person has the same thing. It's just, how are you reflecting on that? Like, in your life, are you like, oh, that is what I felt there. Oh, I did try to scapegoat that. And then realizing these things. And you start to realize them more in your life. Like, you start to realize, oh, you're coming up with excuses here. And once you're able to do that, you're able to fix it. It's just many people are blind to it. Yeah, and it's when you actually realize that, then you actually have to do the work. Like, it's going to be freaking hard when you don't use, you know, excuses or scapegoats or whatever. Then it's like, okay, shit, there's this problem. I can do something about it, but shit, it's going to be work to get it done. Like for injuries, for example, like right now, my dad has a really bad back and he's hurting half the day. He's hurting. He's like, I got to go to the Cairo. And I go, dude, like you played a lot of hockey. There could be something wrong, but you got to start taking ownership a little bit over like this injury. Like you got to start training. Let's do some core. Like he's not working out. It's just all, nothing is his fault. You know what I mean? And again, there's contact. There could be something structurally wrong, but like you do have to take ownership over your own body. Are you doing the right things? Are you training your single leg? Are you training your core? Are you doing back exercises? Are you moving every single day? Like, what are you doing to fix this problem? Because as you know, way better than I do injuries, there's so much individual can do on their own to like fix those things. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, when, when you get told you have a bad back, all right, then what? Like that you're going to let that person like cut you open. Like, you have a bad back. Like, what are you able to do? What do you want to do? Like, who who cares about that diagnosis? Like, what? How does that stop you from accomplishing your goal of moving better and feeling better? You could do all those things your own. Mm. You could still have that structural issue, and you could level up your life to two hundred percent. You could feel better at fifty with that bad back than you do when you did at like twenty years old. Like, right. how how does that diagnosis help you? And that that's one thing. Like, how does being told you're stuck help you? How does being told just because you're broke? How does that help you? Like I, I diabetes up, or yeah, something. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I grew up in a trailer house. Like how does trailer home, how, like how does being told like, you're never going to come out of that town. You're never going to do that. Like, how does that help you in your life? It doesn't, it just puts us, it allows you to be comfortable. And it's just things we make up in our lives. Like that's one thing in this, uh, a book I just read, it was talking about broke. People don't like being broke. Like nobody likes being broke. It, it's just, a thing we tell ourselves of, all right, we're, we're all right with being broke. Like, look at all the miserable, happy men. I'm not saying money's the number one thing, but it's just something. It's stories we tell ourselves yes. for the situations we're in to feel comfortable rather than actually reflecting on what's happening in the situation. A hundred percent. Like, if you, someone, you go to the doctor and he says, you're overweight, you have high cholesterol. Then you go back, oh, I'm high cholesterol. Or diabetes or some sort of medical term that they give you to be sick. Like, that's not your identity. Like, you can't be like, oh, okay, that's, you know what, I just have that. Or, you know, I have uh, low blood sugar. Like, you know what, that's just me. Like, no. Dude, that's a little, that's a, a problem that's going on right now in your life. That's something that they're terming it to be a problem. But, like, you can fix it. You can become a healthy person. Like, you can, that's not you. 
like you're saying, and that's just stories that we're getting fed and we tell ourselves, it's just not who we are. And you need to just decide, like you said, you need to build your identity to who you want to be. If you're poor right now, you can decide, I'm not a poor man. I'm a rich man. I might be poor right now, but that's not me. I'm not poor. That's the situation I'm in. I'm a rich man. And that's when we can begin to make change, right? Yeah. And that's where, the, 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 like you said, the, the, the growth and the change happens, but it, it starts with that reflection process. It starts with the reflection of that's, that's where you are. And we've mentioned it, but you're in that valley. And that's the number one thing I do with people. Like you're in the valley. Where can you go now? Because many people don't, they just don't see that. They, they, they don't look into it because it's painful. Hmm. It is. It's tough, man. It's tough to take ownership. And I obviously, I mean, I'm not freaking expert. Like I, there's definitely things that I struggle with all the time like this. And it's just, it's just a hard mindset. But when you can be aware of it, like we're saying, that's when you can actually start practicing it and getting better at it. Yeah. And right? having somebody in your life that allows you to see it, that, that, that's a very powerful thing. Yeah. That, that's something that I love surrounding myself with Crusoe because he, he'll point it out. Like that's one of the, his best skill sets I've seen is he's, he's amazing at pointing where your valleys are. And once you see that, and it allows you to reflect on it, and rather than just what people struggle with, is they take the ego hit. They're like, oh, you you said I was bad at that. Like they're saying that because you probably are. Like let's fix it. Let's grow. Let's He's do pointing it. out your bullshit. Let's get better though. Yeah, and it's not a. It's it's like just having the stoic mindset of you are not like your emotions. You are not the things that you're putting out. Like you are something deeper than that. But let's grow. Let's fix these things. And people like this is having like a debate like with a lot of people like in anything. I, I don't love having debates with people that I know are going to take it personal because yeah. you can't, you can't have a disagreement of ideas. I had a debate about like icing the other day and I had this whole debate and I knew right away the person was going to take offense to what we were talking about. I mentioned it multiple times. I was like, all right, here's the situation. Here's where we disagree. I want to be very clear. I respect you as a person. I respect this. I respect this about you. We have a difference in opinion. Let's talk about this. And when we stated the difference in opinion, it instantly became they felt like they were losing the battle and they got defensive on who they were. They took that opinion of, I believe in this. This is who I am. That that's not, that's not who you are. That belief has nothing to do with who you are. Well, that's just attaching your why to your what again. Like they're, they are so attached to their beliefs, their what, their systems, their structures, their programming that like you're attacking them and it's so close to their heart. It's not about helping people that you're attacking their why almost. And that's why we just can't be attached to our beliefs. Like if you, you like certain sort of, if you like some sort of training, that isn't awesome yokum. That's just a tool you're using. Like you can't be attached to a diet. Like if you like keto, you can't be just keto, write a million books about, it, then someone attacks keto and you're just like, F you, blah, blah, blah. You're not able to have these conversations. So just that attachment from what to why, like it causes, I think, a lot of that stress too. Oh, 100%. And we talk about, I talk about a movement and structures and things that I do. Like it's all tools. Like everything's a tool and people swear by tools. Like they try to, they try to saw a board in half the hammer because they've got really good at swinging this hammer. Like mm, they're they're yes. like, I'm a beast at swinging this hammer. Everything I have, like I'm going to break this. And I was like, all right, well you have a saw in that toolbox. Like we could probably just cut that board in half. Like let's saw it. Like, we could be good here. There's another tool for this. Like, nope, I got a hammer. Like, I'm good at this. I'm like, to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, let's keep an open mind. Like, let let's. That's the only way to grow. Like, let's go forward from this. That's an amazing analogy. I love that. Trying to hammer where you need a saw. Um, what happened with that conversation? Were you guys able to get anywhere? 
So this is uh, the conversation, and this is something we talked a little bit, and you, you brought it up. Like, how do, how do you manage your time? Like, how do you accomplish things? And I, I bring this up because I accomplish things by only putting my energy towards things that are going to push me forward, only things that are going to give me energy back in the moment, and only big things. So yeah. you hate me for this, but I have my phone on Do Not Disturb almost all the time. Dude, it's I could get Donald Trump on the line easier than I can get you on. It's killing me. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I, know, I wanted to bring this up, this whole point with this debate and like having my phone on do not disturb because you have so much mental and soul energy that you can put into things and stuff that's gonna push you forward. And once I realized like this person isn't gonna accept this, like they're not and I don't want them to accept my my opinion. Like everything's an opinion. We we have no idea. Like anything that we say is facts or truth. Like we're every single human is figuring this out. But yes. Once this person takes a personal, like I, I allow it to go to the side. I'm like, I'm not going to spend any spiritual or mental energy on this. And same thing with any other projects. Like it all ties into the, like the time management thing of you only have so much time on this earth. And with that time, and I'm very, I'm very invested in my time and my spiritual energy and what I can give, what I can draw that day, what I can use as an artist that day. And not trying to spend it on all the little things. Like right now, I probably have like 400. I, I can check right now. 381 unopened text messages. Oh my God. Yeah. And I know that drives a lot of people nuts, but is what allows me to think outside the box. Like not being in that little, like every single day, like text, 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 text. Like 100%. Message, 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 message. Like these small things that they're not huge. They don't take up a ton of your energy. But at the end of the day, like you, you sent 400 text messages that were, and I get connected with people. I love this thing, but like I want to be, I want to be able to think differently than a lot of people. And to do that, I need to do different things. I need to save that spiritual energy for different rabbit holes to dive into. And that's, that's kind of where I brought this back with the debate is not spending your spiritual energy, not spending your mental energy on anything that isn't going to, at the end of the day, push you forward. Yeah, 100%. And that makes you so present, dude. That's such a powerful skill, especially as we go forward in our technology society, that you're able to turn that off and be present in what you're doing. It's so important because each time you make those little texts and stuff, it does weigh a little bit on your focus and your concentration, those little things. And then you start to find yourself grabbing for the phone more and the little habits of pulling it. So I think that's such a powerful practice. And as annoying as I take it sometimes because I want to get a hold of you, I get it, man. I think it's really important what you're doing there. And the other part of that, just with the what you were saying with your argument, like I totally, I can't talk to people that aren't open to new information. Like, if you're so hard-headed on your topic, like, you don't have to ag- agree with what's going on. You don't have to change your mind. But you need to be open to listening and understanding. And that's where I was saying this the other day to some buddies. I feel like I've really grown in nutrition in the last year or so just because, I like, even ideas that I still don't necessarily agree with, like, I've taken the time to listen and to understand the argument from something that I don't, instead of just shutting it out, like, no, that's not right. I'll listen to the argument. I'll understand what they're saying. And I'll take the time to even connect with the person and kind of get the vibe and feel. And that's, again, another thought in your toolbox. It's another thing that you can use to build your perception. And it just makes you, as you said, a better individual going forward. Yeah. And I just, I got this, um, it's a little saying, it's like via negativia. And it's like a Latin saying, but it's basically talking about eliminate everything in your life. Um, and to do that, you, you, you try things out. And it works or it doesn't, and then you're able to eliminate that. And what the point in the book was making is like everybody wants to move forward and add things and add stuff to their life and add tools. But he's like, one of the best things you can do is try something 
realize it doesn't work or realize there's parts of that that don't work and then be able to cut that out. But if you don't try that, if you don't experiment with it, if you don't do these things, you're never able to cut that completely out of your life. You're never able to actually like eliminate that part of your life and go forward. So learning is also like it's, it's addition and subtraction, especially subtraction. And I think a lot of people, they struggle with the subtraction of like, Oh, I went through this whole, like, like it's a keto thing and it didn't work. It's like, sweet. Now, you know, it doesn't work. Like that's an awesome part of your life. You learn so much from that. And that was one of the points I mentioned in a post ad recently is like, you learn so much from bad stuff. Like you learn not to use that. You learn a ton of things. Like you can learn from everything, even if it's terrible, even if it's the worst thing you do, you learn from everything. And like, you can pick up when people talk about the benefits of keto, maybe you pick up a few of the things like, Ooh, I did feel that. Okay. Maybe that's, yeah. Okay. There's something to that there, but it just doesn't work for me. So dude, yes, 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 yes. What you're saying, be open to trying things and try a crap ton of things. Like go out there and just do things to figure out what is more you, right? And that's, that's something that I'm doing athletically in my personal training a ton this, this year and even life. Like I made 2020 my year of exploration with this stuff, but with movement right now, I've, I've always been very stuck in the weight room and doing this type of stuff. And a challenge I made to myself is how can I move differently? Like how can I gain different skill sets and what do I learn from that? Mm-hmm. Like is was weight room wise. Like, is the weight room as important as I think it is? No, probably not. Like I'm accomplishing a ton of things without the weight room right now. So like, how is that in other parts of my life? Like are the things that I think are super important? Are they actually important? Like, am I challenging that enough? Like, is that actually what it is or is it just a bias that I have? And the only way I'm making these connections is actually breaking out of my box. Yes. You told me, I thought this was amazing. You said this earlier, um, that you right now you could have the equipment to train right now. You have the equipment to do normal training, but you're like, we're in a situation where my athletes don't have a gym. I'm going to adapt and I'm going to try to see what they're like, what they're doing in ways that I can help improve their at-home workouts. And now you're learning maybe some things in the gym aren't as needed as you know I thought they were, which is just awesome to put yourself out there and not just go to that easy environment of lifting. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the little bit of the obstacle is the way, and what a lot of people in this situation right now like they're struggling mindset wise, like everything, like oh we're in quarantine, oh we're in lockdown, oh yeah this, I'm like fuck yeah we're in quarantine, like what can we learn from this situation? Like when I come back from quarantine, my programs are going to be so much better, my business is going to be so much better, my gym is going to be so much better because I embrace like what can I learn from this period? It's not ideal, but yeah, every it's not ideal for everybody. I get that. What can we take from this situation? Like you said, the 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 no weight training. Like I, I don't have weights right now. Like how can I how can I grow from that? Like as athletes, and this one thing, like all the athletes, they're like, oh my season's lost. I don't have the weight room. I'm like BS. Like that's not true. Nobody has a weight room right now. There was thousands of years where people didn't have weight rooms. There's stud athletes for the entire human race. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not what's making it. Like how can we take this obstacle, make it the way, and grow from it? Dude, you're such an optimist and I love it. People need to have that mindset. And you hear it, but like when I hear it from you, it's just so, it, I feel it. Like I want to go work. And it's just so important to keep spreading that message, man. So I love the optimism. But <laughs> I, all right, we got to quickly, we got to dive into your time management stuff because you have so much going on, dude, with programming and workouts and then running the, you know, football strength program and stuff. Like how, how do you build in time for you to learn and grow throughout the day? What does that look like? Uh, emphasize it first and foremost. Um, I would say I'm very much 
eliminating the small things of doing that, like sending that email, doing this stuff, like eliminate as much of that crap and try to only focus on human growth, only focus on how I can grow that day. Uh, and this is where a lot of like, everybody wants to work. Everybody wants to feel like they did something that day. If I'm going to lead a ton of people, if I'm going to lead a company, if I need to become a light bringer, like I need to be have, have situations to draw upon. I need to have knowledge to draw upon. And that's the number one thing that I can do. And it makes everything else easier. So that's my number one focus. And it, it, it makes people a little bit like, they're like, wait, so you read like two hours a day? Yeah. Like that, that's a, that's going to help me so much more in my business and life than sending two hours of emails a day and doing the small work, like mm-hmm. doing that, doing those little things that don't really accomplish much. Like, you know, so how much, how, when do you send those or do you ever get like, when do you make time to get kind of that busy work done? So the busy work is all one, trying to limit as much busy work as you can. Like, yeah. it, is there a reason that busy work is there? Like, is Four there a hour reason, work week? Yeah. Is there a reason you have to do that meeting? Like, are these things like actually necessary? And then two batch, like, this is a big thing, like talking about batch answering everything. What What is your time period in your day? This is something that I'm really good about is when am I flowing? Like, when am I in a flow state mentally? Like, how can I trigger that flow state? When I'm in that flow state, I am not doing any busy work. Like, I'm creating, I'm thinking, I'm writing quotes, I'm doing stuff like that. And then mm. I have periods in my day where I know I'm not going to be in that flow state. And this is where I think a lot of people struggle is they try to fight. They try to be in high, 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 high. They try to be in the constantly, like, I'm going to force this flow state. I'm going to force this productiveness. And that, that's not how the human brain works. Like you, you're never going to do that. And so I embrace the highs. I, I kind of have it triggered. Like I know at like 10 to noon, I'm going to have a super good flow state. And then from noon to like 4 PM, it's going to be no flow state. That That's where I, like I have a little bit of busy work. I do some of the things that are like more business based and smaller because I know that's not when I trigger. Like that, yeah. that's not going to be that trigger state. I'm not going to create a ton anyway. So I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to force these things. And then after that, I hit another little bit of flow state at night, and that's where I create again. Yes. And that's knowing your life, knowing your body, knowing your mind, and that's where it helps, and not trying to force something that's not there. Are you being busy, or are you being productive? It's exactly. a huge difference. Um, how much time do you set away for this personal growth? Like, And what do these creative sessions look like for you? And that's something like everybody wants schedules like they want they want like 6 a.m do this 7 a.m do that and that's something i really loved because i've naturally never done that like i hate schedules i'm not i hate them and i I read this anti-fragile book and it's all about embracing the highs and lows again he's like what's the point of having a flow session scheduled from seven to eight if you get to that point and you're like well shit that's not there like let's force it like let's create it like so i'm very much I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flow with what my mind's doing, and I'm going to go with that. The creative sessions, the number one thing that I do is walk. Uh, mm. cat Coffee and walk like that. If you guys want a flow state, coffee and walk or coffee and drive, I like walk just because of movement, but my mind is triggered. Like yes. I'm rolling. Movement is getting the roll, um, and now I create ideas. I write stuff down. I talk into my phone, and that, that idea usually doesn't manifest itself there. That's a... Uh, it's all right. That was an awesome idea. That's something I, I can do something with that. And maybe it's like a week down the road. I'm like, ah, I figured it out. Now yes. I can put this piece together. I can start to research that a little bit more. And, but once that flow stays there and Joe Rogan talked about a little bit on his podcast, like if you're not entering that flow state, when these ideas come to you, a lot of times you lose them. Like you, you have that genius idea. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Like I'm gonna write that down later. And then 10 seconds later, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And you need to be able to set time apart to be like, 
genius idea. Oh, it's awesome. Like write it down real quick and then keep going. Like allow yourself to be in that state. Don't try to force anything out of that. Go with what your mind's doing. Go with what your spirit's doing in that moment and then move forward with that. Dude, yes. And the power of walking, especially if you can walk outside, get some sun. I mean, that's such an amazing process, whether listening to a podcast or going into a creative flow like that. Like, that's so much more powerful than going to the gym and doing like 30 minutes of cardio. Like, go walk and use your mind and like attach to like, the earth and the sun. I mean, that's just such a great way to do it. Yeah. And I call them my, my nature walks. So your that's like you walks. said, like yeah. almost always like, I have a park right by my gym that every morning I go out like that, that just, and it's a trigger. I think it's a trigger for everybody. Like the sun, the fresh air, like the stuff that you do, like it triggers something in your brain. Like, all right, this is, this is my natural state. I'm going to flow here. I'm yeah. going to think here and I'm going to create. It's, I would argue that it's almost impossible to be angry and like furious after going on an hour nature walk every day. Like, how are you going to come back irritated after that? It's like just so powerful to get that connection. What is a uh, what does reading look like for you? So I know you said like two hours. Is it two hours every day? And this is I don't love the again. This goes back a little bit to my scheduling thing, but I don't love the like the the ten pages a day read twelve books in a year. I, I don't love that part. Um, I get the consistency. I get continuing to do stuff and forcing yourself to do something. But yeah. when I when I want to read, I read. I read a ton. I, I read hundred pages in a day. Like crush that. Yeah. And then if it's not. And I do that because that's when my mind's going to absorb what I'm reading. A lot of times if you're trying to do the 10 pages a day, some people struggle with, all right, it's time to read. Let's go read. I told myself I was going to read. And sometimes you can, once you start reading, it's the same thing with work. Once you start reading, once you start working out, it's like, all right, this is awesome. Like, I'm going to take something out of this. But a lot of times you're starting to create a negative trigger in your head. Like, oh, I got it. Like, it's something I dread. It's something I'm going to go do. And you're not going to absorb much there. Like, yes, you're going to get those pages done. But to me, that's not what reading is. Like, how are you going to absorb that? So when I, when I feel like, oh, this is time to read, I'm going to go crush that book. I'm going to set that time aside, crush the book, highlight a ton, digest a ton. Yes. Uh, one of the things I've, I took from Caruso, he, um, on the inside of any of his books, you'll see he has like the most ridiculous like amount of notes on the inside covers of all of his books. And he's able to go back and check like page 65 note, something like that. He goes page 65. Like, Oh yeah, that's what I did. So I highlight everything. And then in the back of the chapters, I go back and I do it on my phone and I can print it out and I'll, I'll highlight something. I type the page number into my phone and then I go back and reflect upon that part. And yes. then at the end of the book, I have this whole note sheet. So anti-fragile is like a they have 15 pages of notes that I'm able to print out staple to the inside cover of the book. And then anytime I go back to that book, I can flip, flip through my notes and be like, oh, this is what I want to cover. Like, don't be the turkey. Go to page 285. And I go to 285 and then it's there. Dude, that's education right there. Like, that's active learning and reading. And that's why, that's just the way that I think that we really should read. I mean, sure, there are just some books, maybe fiction, that you just want to read and enjoy. That's fine. But that's just such a powerful thing. And I try to do the exact same thing. I highlight a lot of my books and I really... When I'm there, I try to just sit and absorb what the person's saying. Like, what are they trying to get across right now? What's the point of this? And highlight the pages. And then also taking pictures and sharing them on social media. Like, that's another great way to think about the information, absorb it in your head, like make it your own, and then put it out there. And then you can just create that thought. Like, you are creating your perception when you're reading. And just having that active strategy of reading, I think, is so great. So, if people can take away from that. Instead of just, you know, yeah, I gotta go read 10 pages. I'm gonna go read 10 pages and I'm done with it. Like the power in your method comparative to just like, you know, 10 pages every day, 
it's just not even the same world. Yeah. yeah. And this is, I love the point of you talk about like put it on social media. Like this is anything I write on social media or create for social media. I create for me. Like I create for myself to yes. process this and it allows me to process it. So that's something that's awesome. I do the same thing with my podcast after every podcast. Yes. I try to create a post of that podcast guest. So I'm actually like actually absorbing what that guest said and trying to create my own art off of what he said. So I absorb and dive deep into it rather than just, all right, like we had that conversation over like, yeah, we got, maybe we got something from it. I didn't actually absorb it. Same thing with a book, like read it. If you don't, if you're not a big social media person, then type it up on your computer. Like, what did you learn that day? Like, what did you learn from that book session? How did this make you better thinker? How did this make you a better person? How did this impact your brand? Do you agree Are, with what they wrote? That, yes. That's another thing. That's something that I've actually, like, I struggled with. Like, everything I read, I was like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that, but I read it. So, uh. and that was something I had a podcast guest on. He's like, don't agree with everything you wrote. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, that is something awesome. Like, if you don't agree with something you just read in a book, challenge the shit out of it. Like, type challenge about why, it. why you don't agree with it. And maybe at the end of the day, you're like, oh, okay, my disagreement wasn't correctly based like they were right yep or maybe at the end of the day you you still feel like you're right and you grew so much through that process of challenging what you read and it helped you build your arguments and your thoughts that's so good man and challenge things yes definitely especially with reading all right talking about books let's get let's get two book recommendations give me the fire two life-changing books so number one um the number one life-changing book, this this one is, you'll set your life in order, it'll get you straight, is, is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Yep. So that book, book, if you're following those 12 rules, you're actually absorbing what he is saying again, and you're not just like, oh, it's Jordan Peterson, let's go through this, or whatever. You're actually absorbing and implementing into your life what they're saying. That book will absolutely change your life. Like Some of the stuff, like pet a stray cat when you see one. Like the When you see an opportunity that isn't there, like take advantage of it. Like It's so crazy that the small nuggets and the way he's able to make it digestible that can completely change your life. There's so many nuggets in that book. It's so good. Yeah. And the second one, and I've mentioned him a couple of times, and this is a deeper book. I would say it's more about how to challenge your thought processes, how to challenge your biases, like how to think a different way and less life changing and like implement stuff, but the anti-fragile book. And it is a deep mm. one. And it's not like something you're going to read and feel super motivated after it's something you're going to read and be like, Oh, that's what's happening here. Like that's, that's the thought process there. That's that's why our world is the way it is. And that one is something I challenge people that really want to go into a rabbit hole. I love that one. I just moved that up to my next book on my list because that sounds so much what I enjoy, just the perception. I'm a huge Malcolm Gladwell guy. Yep. Like Outliers and David versus Goliath. It's all perception. How are you seeing the world and what we can learn from things like that? So sounds like that kind of deep dive book. Yeah, he's Anthony. you're you're gonna love that author. Ooh, anti-fragile, huh? Who is author? Uh, Nassim Tabib. Okay. I, I probably pronounced that wrong, but he's uh, he, he's the one quoted saying, like, there's three things that kill uh, people in the world. The carbohydrates, um, something, uh, carbohydrates, something else, and then a salary. And, like, his whole thing is, like, people being stuck in the world, so it's awesome. Dude, I love it. I'm diving into that next. All right, bud. Well, we got to get out of here soon, but I uh, just have one more big question for you. But you did just, I did want to point out, you just launched your new website, or it's coming out tomorrow, right? Yep. So the new website, Yoakum Strength, if you guys don't follow Austin Yoakum, you got to go check him out and check out what he's doing. We haven't even talked about strength and conditioning or programs and it's unbelievable amount of 
like strength knowledge I've got from this guy. So uh, he's got a new website tomorrow. We got a nutrition guide we're working on, which I'm really excited. I'm right now. I've got a 75 citations, like 35 pages and just trying to put the most unbiased what to do in what situation and for whatever lifestyle. Uh, so I'm really excited to share that with the world. Hopefully, you know, in the next few months. Yeah. I'm freaking pumped. Uh, everything that we have again is just going to allow people to become their, their self gurus. Like we're going to give them that belief, the kick in the butt. And then we provide a platform for them to be able to, this is how we do it. How, how you start to be yourself guru. And then they take it away and they crush it. And we get to see some awesome results. So I'm super pumped. Nutrition guide is going to change the game for a lot of these people. The website's going to change the game for a lot of these people. And then our belief, like that's the number one thing you and I can do is to continue to put that out mm-hmm. there. Yes, sir. Just give the foundation, like the first two paragraphs of the guide are just like, here's a foundation, but you are the great leader. Like time to fucking take these foundational principles, make them your own and go dominate because health is so important. And when you can build your own plan and take ownership over that plan, sky's the limit, baby. Hell yeah. All right. Austin, last question. Um, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. I really look up to you. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate what you're doing for UST and the boys and just for the world, man. The things you're doing is really important. I'm really grateful for having you on. Yeah, I'm thankful for being your friend. Thankful for being here. Thankful for the people that you and I have surrounded ourselves with. Dude, honor. All right, last question. So we're down the road. Uh, you know, you got your kids. You built up your empire. You built a bunch of empires. Who knows what you're going to be doing? But you're fulfilling your why, and you're doing the things you want to do. And you got your three kids, and they're just growing up. They're starting to learn about the world. Um, what are three lessons? You know, what are your three things that you would say to these young kids that are going to help them live happy, healthy, and a fulfilled life? Yeah, so the number one thing we, we mentioned already, but it, it's staring in the mirror. Like every morning, that's the one a super powerful thing you can do is look in the mirror, mm. judge who's looking back at you. Are you happy with it? Are you not? And why? And diving deep into that. That was a self-reflection thing. That was number one. Mm. Two is make sure people see the land in your eyes. And this is something that I took from the traveler's gift. And it was talking about a sailor in the middle of the sea. They were, I think they were, maybe it was discovering America. Like they're doing something like that, but they're at sea for 60 days. All you see around you is the sea, is the water. And all the crew members are, are complaining and they're all like, Oh, we're starving. Like this type of stuff. We haven't seen land in forever. And the captain goes, I, I see land and everybody freaks out. They're like, Oh, it's super pumped. Like I see the land. I see it. I see it. And the crew members, like they're starting to look and they're like, we don't see land anywhere. And it's like, no, look into my eyes. Like you see the land there. Like I see where we're going. I see the direction. Mm. And I think you need to, you need to live your life in a way that you can show people the land. You can show people the goals in their life. You can show people, direction and where they want to go and they should be able to look in your eyes and see that they should see wow. the land that's amazing bud and then number three keep chopping wood that that's the number one thing that's our company motto that's something that every single day what can you do to make it better like what is something that you can chip at what's some momentum piece that you can grow with what's something that can push you forward to make you better than you were yesterday keep chopping wood you are one inspiring dude, Austin Yoakum. Honor, brother. Yeah, this is awesome. Woo! Boom. This is something like this talk we have is is something that can we can 
grab upon and use going forward in a relationship. Right? Then people want like the constant, constant, constant communication, constant hits to feel like valued, feel part of that relationship. And that's where like, I don't relate to a ton of people in that aspect because I don't like need that. And I get not every conversation needs to be like so deep, yeah. but like let's have some meaning to the conversation yes. throughout life and we shouldn't have to throw on headphones at all moments to have that, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. You shouldn't have to like square up for a podcast to put it on like, yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Yeah. 